Oh, hi, Tim. Oh, what's up, Ray? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of uh, our postmortem edition of the To Be Start Live podcast. He's Tim. And he is Ray. And Tim, I don't think we've talked since uh, the last <laughs> podcast. If we have, it was probably really brief because, yeah, it's it's been a while. If we have talked, it was you saying go away. And accidentally answering the phone being like, oh, crap, it's Ray. Uh, <laughs> Wrong number. number. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit today about uh, a number of things, but uh, definitely we're going to talk some movies. We're going to talk Lost, the TV show, as well as uh, I think I've got a couple stories worth telling. Oh, cool. Tim, what are you going to bring to the show besides your sultry voice? Isn't that enough, Ray? Normally it is, (laughs) but this time I want a little more out of you. I will figure it out. Just we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, have you been playing any games lately at all? Uh, yeah, actually, I've been playing uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2, the next levels. I'm confused, thoroughly. There's a couple of uh, level editors out there. Hmm. There's a group of people trying to be real official about it, and they're putting together a, uh, a sequel, as as they call it, called uh, Newer Super Mario Brothers. Right. And is that out already? It is not. Okay, okay. so here's the thing. Some oh. other guy figured out how to get custom levels playable on your Wii. Well, this guy just dumped all tough levels that they didn't take. Let me tell you, Ray, this 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 stuff is really hard. Okay, okay I'm excited because uh, that the game first was le- considerably okay. easy to me. So I've only the- played two levels so far. Okay, <laughs> the first level is so long. Like you get, the, you, there's probably two dozen places to get 99 lives in this level. It's and you're gonna have 99 lives by the end of this level, but. Don't don't take any solace in that, right? All right, yeah. So so the second level I have not beaten yet, and <laughs> it's actually is a pretty smartly put together level. It seems like a lot of the levels have Yoshi's in them, which is a lot of fun. Yes, I am already wi- ready and willing to play this. If oh, you yeah. throw me a link at some point during the show, <laughs> we will have to include it in the podcast somewhere. I will, I will. But you, you do need a hacked uh, Wii that's able to play play backed up Wii games, basically. So okay. Uh, there's programs like we we flow will let you do that. All right. See, we're getting too technical now. That's true. Okay. Um, okay let's bring it back. Well, around. anyway, I will get you that link. We can put it in the show notes here. But sure. Um, it's uh, in fact, I could probably send you a YouTube video just to give you an idea. Yeah, actually, uh, both would work. Quite, both would work quite well. Both. I'm still. <laughs> I still struggle. Yes, you do. Well, very cool. I'm excited. It, it, I mean, it definitely gives you something else to play. Like, it's like New Super Mario Bros. is a lot of fun, but once you're done, you're kind of done. Like, yeah, it, yeah. you don't really want to go through it again. So, well, real gamers want to go through it again. I don't know what you were doing, Tim. Yeah, well, I was raising a child, so I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> and how's that going, by the way? This is, a, this is just one big interview for Tim, I think. I really, because oh, I, I never get to talk to you, I'm just going to ask you every question out of the box. Yeah, well, uh, it's going really well. Lily had her first birthday uh, last month. and Very cool. Um, actually, we, we do have a second on the way, so. That's what I heard. Well, congratulations, Tim. You have Thank now you. drove a second stake through the coffin of 2B Start. <laughs> Just a couple more to go. If there was we'll be a, set. if there was any thought that we were just playing and we were just gonna take the summer off and come back, <laughs> let me just put that to rest right here. Uh, there's really no you had chance. a second child for me, basically. Like I want to make sure Ray knows we're never going back. <laughs> Ray, I did this for you, honey. Let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't think of yourself. Think of Ray. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, congratulations. Very exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah, we're we're looking yeah. forward to January is the time frame. I remember back when uh, you know when you first said that you guys were pregnant, and I'm like, what? What are we gonna do? Tubi starts gonna end. Well, it ended, right? <laughs> well, not then. But, but it, yes. it lasted almost a year. It really I mean, did. It really did. I only neglected my daughter for a year. I figure, you know, a year of of just not having any father. That she won't remember that first year, you know. Right. So now we haven't had like a comic for what six years now or whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts now, looking back? You know, it's like looking at Tubi start from a distance now. You know, do you, are you happy with from what a happened? distance? <laughs> Tubi start. Looks beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never been so attracted to you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say. It's. I. I feel. I'm not far enough away from it yet. I feel like. I still. I mean, I love going through the comics. You still Facebook stalk to be start from time to time. That's right. That's right. Like an old girlfriend or something. <laughs> I. I feel like life hasn't slowed down to a point where I've been able to think through things. You know. I've actually been doing some of the same things as I did when we did run Tupi Start. I got a, an email from a guy from Switzerland, and he wanted me to build a, a comic press, WordPress website for him. Oh, my. I've been working on that, and, and I, I'm going to send you the link here. Um, it's pretty much done. Oh, yeah. Crazy cool art there. This guy's got, the, some, this the, guy's got uh, something I don't know of called talent. <laughs> this is pretty. This is pretty sweet. The, the background image, I think, is is straight from straight from Two P Star. They must have liked that, so they wanted to use that. Oh, the, you're right. The pattern. Oh my goodness. You know? I'm trying to figure out where that pattern came from. I think I just randomly. You put it together somehow. It was very quickly, and I think I was able to get the diagonals just right. I'm like, all right, that's good enough. And then for some reason, I love it's always it. been like, it, has it has, I mean, the pattern is what a little like. 10 pixel by 10 pixel block and it's a repeating pattern right. on the website yes but i can't do that for this because he wants these background characters oh yes so it's a huge image so i said well what if i just use gray and that'll you know that'll reduce the size and it looks like crap so it's like that pattern really does make a difference for what things look like so it adds a little bit of depth for some reason but hey enough about my fantastic work that's right <laughs> But I will say, you know what? I have been working on the new album quite a bit. Cool. It's really wrapping up. Next week, I'm going to be up in Portland mastering the dang thing, getting all the vocals recorded. And I've uh, been working on the album artwork for a while now. Going to get together with Angela Watts, do some photography. Nice. And yeah, next month, it should be all wrapped up and finished. And I'm pretty excited. There's some cool stuff on there. I'm, I'm excited for other people to hear. So is Angela going to take a picture of you looking like a hipster or something? No, she's going to have me in my lifeguard outfit, you know. <laughs> Life is but a dream. That's the name of the album. When you see the album artwork, A, you'll be a little shocked by the colors, but then you'll be like, you know what? I'm not surprised either. It actually, it when you say is, colors, are we talking like proto-a-go-go slash pixel vision? Or? It really is, I think, right in between those two, if hmm. not more so of that kind of thing. A so bit I think, muted. Okay. So really, like the photography with me, it's like, well, that's got to be pretty colorful and bright too. And so I'm trying to figure out how to really manage that well. And uh, Which we'll, pink we'll dress are you going to wear? <laughs> oh, the, the one with the bunny tail. Okay, I, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. That's what I would go with. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be me like against the wall like looking behind me like you know <laughs> oh boy so yeah. when do you think it'll be out uh late august late <laughs> august all right so all the songs are done like you know what they all are 12 all the songs are all done i just need to record the vocals awesome so you know looking forward to all that so that, that's kept you busy now when <clears throat> the album's out what are you gonna do with yourself okay well <clears throat> we were thinking about an iphone app okay yes picture this klondike bar no no. 
Well, actually, you know what? <laughs> what? The funny thing is with the Klondike bar idea is it would actually <laughs> it would be in the top twenty five because I, I totally disagree. No, 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 I'm not <laughs> kidding you. There's there's a company <clears throat> that makes uh, it's like I salad, I pizza, I cookie, whatever, and all it is is people like like the, there's a cupcake one, right? And you have a cupcake and you pick the flavor and then you put toppings on it and then you just email the picture to people. And that's sold like millions of, of 99 cent apps. And they've all been in the top 25 in the last six months. How much time have you spent with those apps compared to your time with your daughter? No, I, I, uh, I didn't buy them, dude. <laughs> okay. Don't I know, promo Sarah, codes. Okay? You're always retweeting the promo codes. I understand. But hey, speaking of the iPhone 4, obviously... It's, it's a piece of crap, right? Some, <laughs> I know, right? Here's my, I mean, here's my thing. My phone doesn't have any problems, you know? I, I can't get the problem to work if I try. It's impossible. I have all these iPhone haters run up to me like, hey, you heard about reception problems? Like, no, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, let me show you. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, hey, it's working. What? Hey, what? I'm like, yeah, funny. Funny how that works. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have yet to meet any friends who are have any troubles with their iPhone 4. We all love them. So reading all these stories about people having, oh my gosh, it's so terrible, big iPhone recall, I just didn't understand what the problem is. And of course, Steve Jobs announced recently, hey, of all of our Apple Care uh, complaints relating to any kind of uh, reception at all, it's like only 0.55% of our customers have complained about the reception issues. So right. it's like it really is not that big of an amount of people getting affected by this problem. Look, th- there is an issue, okay? Um, but the, pr- the thing is, if you're in an area that has halfway decent cell service, the drop in the bars isn't going to cause a drop c- call. Right. It's just not. And, and there, But there, and the problem is there are areas where AT&T just really sucks. You know, it's a bigger problem than that issue. Um, world hunger. No, that's not a problem. Right, Listen, yeah. It's all the friggin like Verizon rumors, like all the time. Psst, guess what? iPhone, Verizon, Verizon, iPhone this year. It's <laughs> like, holiday season. Just hold out. A little how many years have I listened to these rumors every single month? It's always like a new one. Oh, but this time, why this time the rumors for real? I'm like, shut up. Like, why don't you just stop? <laughs> like, it's the same thing with like, hey, here's the brand new iPhone 4, you know, like before Apple even announces it, right? When Gizmodo has the big right, new news right. release about it. It's like, why do you want to look at that? All you're going to do is find out what it is and have to wait longer for it now. Like, why don't you just wait until they actually announce it? It's like, hey, it's only a couple. It's like a month away now. Sort of thing. Like, awesome. Yes. Eventually, eventually it will be on Verizon. It may be 10 years from now, but someday whoa, there will whoa, whoa. be an are, Apple. Hold on. Are you rumoring the iPhone will be with Verizon? Psst, guess what? 2020. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard, heard, heard it on the Apple. <laughs> Apple should just release an ad. It's like coming in 2020. <laughs> Big shocker teaser. Oh, by the way, trailers. This is what I really hate about trailers nowadays. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this. You don't seem to get out to movies too often. But there was a time when trailers did a thing where they would show their logo at the very end of the trailer. And if you were lucky, they would show you like an extra five second clip of someone saying something. Then credits would be over. But now it's like logo. And it's like quiet scene with someone talking for like 10 seconds. And then like another scene and then another scene and then credits and then like one more scene on top of that. It's like <laughs> they've realized that as soon as there's credits, people start truly paying attention. It's like, all right, we're done. Oh, I better pay attention to this last scene because it's going to be over very quickly. And then it just keeps going. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up like the Step Up 3D trailer. That one is chock full of that goodness. Step it's so up ridiculous. 3D. I can't wait for that. One. When does that one come out, by the way? 2020. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. 3D even. That's awesome. 
<laughs> what about Piranha 3D? What do you think of that? <laughs> that is the epitome of like, here's a piece of crap. Let's make it in 3D. People will tr- probably watch it just because it's in 3D. That was the best example of like the worst 3D technology I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we're just going to extrude the image in 3D. <laughs> so this hillside with blades of grass lifting up, well, we're just going to make that whole thing one round ball towards your glasses basically it's like all the blades of grass are like flattened against the texture even though they're supposed to be sticking up you're like oh man i I, I still have a hard time believing they're taking that movie seriously like that's really actually supposed to be a real movie that many could say the same thing for twilight oh damn which have you have you seen it by the way i've not seen any of the twilight movies no yeah i saw the first one and Friends are friends are always curious, like what my opinion on movies are. Well, since since you're already talking, Ray, what do you think? And they're like, first Twilight movie, Ray, you you hated it, right? And I'm like, well, it wasn't. It's not as horrible as people say it is. It's just a lame movie. Like there's, and for that reason, people are like, what? You didn't hate the movie? What's wrong with you? I'm like, no, I didn't hate it because it's just lame. Like there's just nothing there for me. It's just it's just boring. Yeah, my uh, my sister's seen. I think she's read the books and she's seen the movies and. She said each one's gotten better. That the first one was pretty horrible. And so one could say, "Hey, what about the uh, last Airbender? Could that ever pick up by the third movie?" Or are they making a bunch of them, or what? Well, I think the plan was to make like three or four of them. Oh wow! I was like, the, that was the hope, the kind of the, the trajectory. The of The first one was apparently pretty bad, right? I've heard very bad things. It's the it's the best conversation starter with those people who have seen it. So how was the last Airbender? And then they'll look down. They'll put, the, they'll put their index finger in front of their mouth and they'll think very hard. And like, okay, it was, uh, they're lost for words. Like, no matter how good of a conversationalist they are, everything halts at that moment. And I'm like, wow. no, no, you've said enough. I'm good. Yeah, really, I'm yeah, good. I understand. But Tim, what movies have you seen lately? I did see Toy Story 3. Hmm. How'd that go down? You know, it, it did not go down very well, not because of the movie, because my wife was sick as a dog during the movie. Uh, she was, like, about to faint. And I'm just like, Sarah, let's go. I mean, we can get our money back or come see a movie another time. And she's like, no, it's fine. So it was it was just kind of hard because I'm trying to enjoy this movie. And I look over, my wife's, like, sleeping and, like, sick. And I'm just like, oh. It's like during a really sad scene. So you have the sad music playing yeah. while you look over at your wife, you know? Tears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. No, the movie was good. Um, I, you know, I, people are like, well, which one is the best of the three? And I think most people say the third one's the best. It, it, for me, it's hard to kind of. I know they're all good. They're all different flavors of greatness. I'll say, I'll say this. I mean, obviously, the scope of the scope of the third one is much larger than either of the first two. It's crazy. It's crazy how many new characters they introduce and give you backstory on some of those characters as well and it doesn't feel jumbled it doesn't feel rushed everything just feels like it has enough time to breathe and it's like man there's so much that's going on like even ken as a character is you could probably say completely unnecessary to the story i think ken and barbie you could remove from the story yeah but the ken and barbie stuff is great it's so funny and to be able to work it into the story and just be that great is ah, that's it's amazing work it really is i think they made all the right calls i i will say obviously the the near death scene Oh my gosh, okay. dude! Oh man, that's so friggin' great. Well, here's that so is like here's the thing. That is one of the, like the better cinematic moments I've seen in quite some time. It's like, probably the I, most dramatic scene of any movie I've ever seen. Yes, they, they really like, milk it, and <laughs> and it's it's long, it's drawn out. It's there's the music's playing, they're holding hands. It's like they're all and, and they get it's such a long scene where they give you so much time to think about. 
yeah, you know, their mortality or what, you know, and yeah. again, we're talking about toys here, but yeah, that's the whole thing. Like the fact that you're like gripping your seat, like, Oh my God, like, but they're toys, you know, yeah, like, to, right. to be able to pull that kind of emotion out of me in a toy movie. And I can't get that same emotion out of like twilight. You know, <laughs> right. It's like, this is pretty interesting stuff. Like, it, how well, much it just speaks to how well Pixar me. does movies so in general. Great. Yes. Right. Especially up. That one was so great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to me, that almost makes it not a kid's movie. Hold like, the frick on. As in, Why are these kids' movies? I've never understood this. Why do people consider them kids' movies? No, and, uh, that's not what I mean. I, I mean, I don't know if I would want a three-year-old or a five-year-old to watch that movie. I say start them young. If you're going to start them with, if you're like, going to start so, them with death, it is so, start them with toy death. It is so emotional. That scene is so emotional and so dramatic. It's like it's too. To me, it's just too much. That's just it's just too heavy. And I would say that's what I love about Toy Story three the most is that they do things that are both creepy, scary, and just downright freaky deaky, and they are completely unapologetic about it. Yeah, I think. Well. Most other companies be like, you know what? Let's tone that scene down. Let's tone this scene down. But they're like, you know what? We want to make the best movie we can. And this scene is asking for this. Like, if we want maximum quality out of the scene, we have to do it this way. Screw the kids is how I consider their meeting scale. Right, right. They have they have a board and they put a big X over the kid's face. Like. <laughs> well, what's interesting is, you know, I think it's a very Western thing that anything animated is for children. You almost right. have to market a movie to kids here. <laughs> Um, like this, even if it's not necessarily strictly for kids. Uh, fortunately, mm-hmm. Pixar is really good at that, and I think everyone there's there's kind of a general appeal to all of their movies. And that's because it's based more on the story right. than on what can we do to entertain kids. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Dude, he farted. It's awesome. Oh my gosh! All my friends are like, Ray, are you gonna go? <laughs> Ray, are you gonna go see Shrek Four? And I'm like, well, no. Why? Let, let me guess. There's uh pop culture humor there's farting there's burping there's gross stuff like yeah pretty much I'm like yeah not no, my thing no like just not not like i guarantee you if i went to go see shrek 4 i would never once worry about shrek's overall safety i'm like nah he's gonna make it but like toy story 3 i'm like legitimately like okay i guess if they want to kill these characters <laughs> off they could yeah but you knew you had to know that they weren't gonna actually kill him right I, I, Come I mean, on, Toy Story thing. 3 is going to end with the death of Woody and Buzz or something? Come on. Hey, I'm just saying, like, no, I'm not. I'm not just saying. I'll take that back. I'm just saying. They are putting so much emphasis on this. The music does not hint that there will be any safety to these characters, okay? <laughs> like, it's one thing if the music is like, oh, we're peeking towards a good moment. It's like, no, it's just down evil music the whole time. You're like... This really could happen. Like, this could go down, and that would be pretty intense. And I... <laughs> Again, I'm all about main characters dying in movies. So <laughs> you're like, I think, die, <laughs> die, like, die, do die, it, die, do it, do it, <laughs> melt. Everyone's I looking at you in the melting. theater. You're like standing up, <laughs> chanting. <laughs> Moms are covering yeah! their children's ears. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was uh, kind of I was shocked when I saw that scene. You know, because it good. it did That's draw going for. lots of emotion. I mean, I knew they weren't going to kill him off, but I'm like, I was pretty much crying from that point on for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I didn't cry because I'm not a girl. You are so soulless, Tim. Your poor wife. Oh, oh please. I'm the one who cried at my <laughs> wedding. Sarah didn't didn't shed a tear, okay? So if anyone is soulless, it's my wife. So she's rubbing off on you is the problem. That's the I thing. see what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. <laughs> your, I used to be such a sensitive guy, you know, and now there's Your children are left. born and you're just like, yeah, whatever. Right, right. I'll put that up on YouTube sometime. <laughs> 
Well, actually, we both cried when Lily was born, but for different reasons. I think <laughs> I was I was enjoying. You had you had two B star on your iPhone at the time. <laughs> <and> like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. But other movies, I'm trying to think because I don't think we've seen similar movies at all. I mean, I did recently see at the cheap theater How to Train Your Dragon, which I know was out in mm. like March or something. Um, but you liked it? Good? Yes? Yeah, Thumbs I thought up, it was very, very well done. Now, it, do you agree that the characters were rotoscoped quite a bit? Or motion captured, I should say? Um, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you also agree that no one seemed to die in that movie? Yeah, as many. Yeah, dude, that's true. They did that on purpose, though, right? I mean. Because it's a kid's it's movie, a kid's of course. Movie. Like, you can't kill things the, off the in a kid's movie. The opening scene, they have, like, dragons destroying the entire village, and not once do you see a person <laughs> die, you know, or it's a like the new dragon, <laughs> for that matter, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun, though. But I just saw Inception, which was freaking amazing. Yeah, my brother saw it, and he agrees. Highly, highly recommend it. I've been wanting to see that since I saw a trailer six months ago. Here's the only teaser I'll give as to why you should see this movie. Many movies tend to have a thread, and maybe two threads, running throughout the film. And you're like, I want to see this resolve. But in this movie, you have like six or seven things all going on at once, Mm. like the whole thing. And it's just... And so there's like payoff after payoff after payoff after payoff. It's just such a brilliant movie it's so great speaking of payoff or lack thereof yes did i not pay you something no i was thinking of we transitioning to lost oh <laughs> oh <laughs> oh tim harding all right all you right get into lost? Let's get into you this. This? here's what i'm gonna do i know some of you have not seen all of lost and you don't want to hear us talk about it yet if that's the case, I'm going to edit in right now what time you should jump to in the podcast. That's impossible. If this is a live podcast, you couldn't possibly know. Mm, it's true. You're going to want to turn to page 36 minutes and 42 seconds right now. Spoiler alert, etc., etc. First of all, Jack dies. I saw The Passengers, the movie. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. And I was blown away not only... And you guys are wondering where this is going. Passengers released in what? 2008, was it? Seven or eight or something, yeah. Seven or eight? Passengers seemed like a blatant ripoff of Lost from 2004. Like, there's so <laughs> many things in it that's a blatant ripoff of Lost. But then the ending of Passengers, it's like Lost blatantly ripped off of that. Yes! And I'm like, what the frick? What in the world? This is a total paradox in my mind right now because it's like they're in the afterlife. And I thought that film handled it way better, too, because it's the whole movie, you know, whereas with Lost, it's like, hey, here's season six and it's all afterlife stuff. Now, I got I know you were not happy with how things resolved, Tim. And I and I have to agree when I when I first finished Lost, I thought not happy with how this ended. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I actually like how this ended. And then the more I thought about it after that, I'm like, no, Uh, no, no, I take that back. (laughs) No, the more I think about it, the more pissed off I start to get. Let me ask you this, Tim. Tell me if this makes any sense. If I can remember, yeah, sure. I'll give you the dots. You fill in the lines. Smoke monster wants off the island, right? True. He can't hurt Jacob. Jacob has to protect the source. How can he ever get off the island if you just leave it at that? Yet, Jacob's like, I'm going to bring people in to protect this thing. Yeah, and why? he's going to corrupt those people in a, in a fact where he will be more likely to get off the island than if I just never bring people to the island. So what the frick? Yeah, what was the point of bringing people there? Why did he bring people to the island? That's what I want to know. And that was never answered. No. And you can say, oh, well, he needed a replacement. Why? Was he tired of being the protector? Because it seemed like he brought people to the island to help protect him from the smoke monster. But yet he 
already can't be hurt by the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it was. There's the problem with loss is they asked so many questions for so long that there was no way they would ever, you know, in a satisfactory manner, answer them all. And so, yeah, listen, I understand this idea of like some things you don't want answered. I completely agree. You know what? I'm okay with just letting the island be mysterious and magical. Whatever, I'm okay with that. You know, okay, it's mysterious island. That. Big whoop de doo. And there's more to that. But, you know, it's like, okay, look, I don't need to know how the lighthouse works. All I need to know is that Jacob used it to look into people's lives. Okay, fine, whatever. And here's okay. Here's what definitely did me in about the ending of Lost. I never understood what would happen if the smoke monster left the island. What would happen? They're like, oh, we're all going to die or none of this will exist or everything. Everybody, you know, will be at an end. What does that mean? What's what's really going to happen if he gets off this island? They never let me know. So I'm like, what stake do I have in any of this? If yeah. I don't know what's actually going to happen, like, why should I care whether he gets off or not? If all I have to go off of is, oh, we're all going to die. Why? Okay, you're going <laughs> to you're going to spread evil to the world. What? What? The world doesn't have evil yet. Right. What's the deal here? What's going to happen? Why don't you fill me in on those details? Like, you know what? I'm OK if you just said, look, he's the devil. OK, and if he if he leaves the island, all goodness will die and the devil is going to reign the earth. Okay, great. Now I have a better idea of what's going on. At yeah, least. The, the, and it's the, and it's lame. That would be a lame answer, but it's a lot better than not knowing anything. The thing you know? is, I never care. This season six, I didn't really care about anything that happened. Like nothing felt like it had. I had a stake in it. You know, and half like, the problem with that is because you have the flash sideways and you're like, well, OK, so Jin and Sun die. But did they really? Because they're still over in this thing. And I don't know what that is yet. Right. So when they die, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I have no emotional stake in them dying. First of all, we're like three episodes to the end. So it's about time people started freaking dying. Sure. You know? And like, hey, we wanted to kill people off. That would be important to people to shock them, to let them know we're not messing around. Hey, you know what would shock me? If you killed Jack halfway through season six, that would freaking blow my mind. Okay, <laughs> that is really crazy writing right there. Yeah, it, you- it, season six just altogether, I think, was was quite a mess. And, and it, it was, you know... The only way it was going to pay off is is if if the ending was so good and and really brought things together in a way that you're like you know what it was I see why they did everything I see why they were just randomly walking around the island back and forth <laughs> I see why the temple was there right I mean it was it got ridiculous like Kate would walk by Jin or something it's like oh hey it's like what is a super highway on the island or something people just randomly walk into <laughs> each other all the time I mean there was just so much back and forth that didn't really make any sense and then the payoff just wasn't there I mean. It was it was clear. I mean, it didn't feel like they didn't have enough time to fit things in. It was like they deliberately chose not to fit certain things in. They did have a lot of time. Here's my thing. Like we spent the most the majority of this season trying to get certain people to regroup with other people. Okay, it's like we're moving like chess pawns all over the place. Okay, Okay, we're going to put Claire's going to be over on this side. Sawyer's going to get Kate on his side. He's going to be. And so at some point we go through the entire season. They all get together. I'm like, finally. We're all together. Everything has come to this moment. And then they'll split apart again. I'm like, what the frick? Why do we spend so much time moving these people around just to put them together and apart again? Thanks. And, and tell me this. You know, so when they go down to the source or whatever. Oh, I got a lot of questions about this. Go ahead. Okay. So so <laughs> does it really make sense that both Jack and Locke are going to go down there and they both just they just both randomly think different things are going to happen? And they're both. I mean. He's supposed to be fighting this evil force, right? He's supposed to be protecting the source. And they, right. they both just kind of waltz down there and they say, okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they both think something's going to happen from it. They don't have and any think- kind of clue what, <clears throat> what I mean, 
it just seemed really weird. Like you're expecting. That is true. What what did Jack expect to happen? They've both yeah. embodied the good and the evil, the the black and the white, right? I mean, yeah. They've now. Yeah. I mean, we've had this this kind of dichotomy with the two of them the whole the whole show, and we get to the end where they both actually have some sort of power, some sort of kind of mystical nature to them, and they just sit, stand there and wait to see what happens. That's the big ending, and then and then Locke dies by Kate shooting him. Like that's how I you're know. gonna end Locke. Well, he got he got kicked off the cliff. Oh, come on! <laughs> That's how you're going to end that. Okay, couple questions here for for sure. Actually, I w- I do want to put some praise on the show for that last episode because when they went to the source, I was very happy with that whole area uh, for a couple reasons. One of which is the the cork. I mean, they had talked about the cork, right? So here we have the cork in the water. And what's interesting is it's surrounded by water. And if you look at it, it looks like the island. It looks like the island surrounded water. And so just like the island was the cork for the world, basically, like not letting evil out. Here we have the cork as an island for the metaphor and vice versa. That's awesome. But at the same time, they weren't consistent with the cork stuff down in the source. Because if Desmond's the only one who can like be protected from its powers the electromagnetic energy and he pulls out the cork and the whole island deactivates and i don't know hell starts rising out what the frick is going on jack goes down there and puts it back in right yeah and then he shows up outside and still dying what the frick okay if you had someone go down there when it was on and turn into the smoke monster how i don't know and what is it Lord knows. I don't know what freaking happened down there to make him what that is. I don't I'm still not clear what the smoke monster is, what turned him into that. Okay, that doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. Yeah, right. And then Jack goes down there, plugs it back in, and he doesn't turn into a smoke monster. Right. Why not? He should have. That would have been awesome. He would have been the new smoke monster, and Hurley would have to fight him. It'd be like lost. The end. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I <sighs> question for you. Do you think season one planned it to be the island is purgatory? And then they change their mind somewhere down the series. Um, that's that's very feasible. I mean, because you had the casket of Christian Shepherd there, right? Yes. And he goes to it, and the casket's empty, and he's wondering where his father is. And we see s- s- glimpses of him, right? That's basically what's happening in the last episode. The casket's empty, and he tells him, "Look, we're all dead, you know, and we're going to move on together." And that would help explain why so many random crap things happen on the island. In fact, I would say I would prefer the island was purgatory. I would too because, well, first of all, you have some of the characters like, like what's his name? Michael is is actually there as like a ghost or whatever on the island. Yes. And he's like he can't leave or whatever, right? Like he's kind of right. stuck there. You, yeah. you look at the characters, almost every character on that show is a murderer, okay? So, right. So it would make sense that they have to pay some sort of penance or whatever, on the island and that all that they're going through is like part of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. if you had them each redeemed in a different way, maybe at the end or something, you know, right. that that's fine. I, I would be okay with that. But this whole, like, and people are like, Oh, Hey, but it was all about the characters. The show was always about the characters. Like really? Cause I kind of feel like the island was a character. Like if you ever talked with anyone about Lost, did you ever go? So who do you think uh, Kate's going to pick? Because that's answered in the last episode, <laughs> right. but no one friggin' cares, right? By the time that's answered, they're like, all right, that's nice. 
But also, can we answer these things, too, that more people talked about because it was more interesting? Like, half the reason people watch this show is because they wanted answers for what's going on. Yeah, it, it really cheapens It really cheapens yes. the island. That ending cheapens the, the meaning of the island. Because yes. they basically say it doesn't. the island doesn't matter. It was just a place that people went. Sure, there's some weird stuff that happened there. But it was about this journey to dying, you know? Right, and I think to have so many, like, Egyptian hieroglyphic things all over the place yeah. and never answer what the deal is with the Egyptians really ticks me off. I mean... The fact that the hatch had Egyptian hieroglyphics on it when it flips to zero. Yeah. Who put those in and why were the Egyptian hieroglyphics? The Egyptians didn't create that thing. So what Dharma person created the swan hatch to have Egyptian hieroglyphics at the end of it? What the frick? I know. It's hmm. it is very frustrating. I could seriously see a season seven where Jack is dead. All the other people are still on the island. We, right. we know what this side flash sideways is, so we don't need that anymore, you know, because right. there's nothing left there. And you can still explain a lot of the answer. I mean, there's still lots of things that we want answers to, you know. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but the season six DVD, when it comes out, will have a 12 minute epilogue featuring Hurley and Ben in their journey afterwards, basically. What oh, okay. the island was like with Hurley in charge. Yeah, yeah. So we're supposed to be getting some answers in that. And that kind of pisses me off because I'm like, look. If you guys wanted this show to be all encapsulating on its own and could stand on its own, then first of all, why are you making an epilogue on the DVD that explains half the answers that we want to know anyways? And leave it like it's like the last episode's called The End, but yet there's so much stuff that can still go on for other shows. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, we don't want any spinoffs. We want the whole show to conclude on its own. And yet there's so many open doorways for all kinds of spinoffs. It's ridiculous. So I don't know if that was intentional or what, but one last thing. People always talk about but part of the show was being able to come up with theories and then leaving things open for interpretation. You still get to theorize afterwards. And that's smart writing. Mm. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's the lamest thing I've ever heard. OK, yes. Theorizing was fun and you had fun theorizing because you wanted to get answers. But I don't want to theorize about what the black smoke was. I want to freaking know. Like, come on. Yeah, it's not smart writing to, to come up with a. <clears throat> a question without an answer it's like we're gonna film this big round thing on the beach okay okay i'm following you and and, okay and we're gonna we're gonna kind of zoom out oh and we're gonna zoom in a little bit okay (laughs) and then it's gonna be a little blurry (laughs) and and then you're gonna hire a new filmer to actually focus the camera it's gonna make it's gonna make a a noise Okay? okay it's gonna sound like this (laughs) <laughs> okay, now we're going to go on with the show from there, <laughs> but the blogs are going to be lit up with what was that? <laughs> was it an alien? But we're never going to answer it. So is that is that good writing? Putting a blob in the middle of the beach and making it make a sound? Is that a, is that good writing? Is that oh, we're letting people theorize again. I really feel like the island was purgatory the whole time and they changed their minds. You had. <clears throat> so many random people show up to talk to other characters, you know, and uh, weird sightings, weird dreams and whatnot. When you look and at the like, frustration, okay, you know of- we're going to make it, we're going to take that smoke monster and make it so that he can also transform into whoever he wants to be. You know, that'll basically clear up anyone who's ever been on that Island, you know? Yeah. The thing is, uh, I mean that you look at the frustration of the characters, especially in the early seasons as they're trying to get off the Island and, and this and that, and, and all the hardships they go through it would be very satisfactory to, to, to have a, an answer saying, like, yeah, this is purgatory. No matter how hard you tried to, to get off, that wasn't right. the plan. Like, it's so much better it, that oh, way. It really it is. It really would and, have and, been. And you'll have the people say, but 
then that means everything that happened on the island wasn't real. You know, that's lame. I'm like, really? Because the show isn't real. You know, like, so really what difference does it make? Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. God dang it. Anyway. Anyway, right. loss is over. End of and loss. It was fun. I loved it. It was good until season I, I four. Really, I really did enjoy the show. I enjoyed my time with it. I'm just a little distraught. It got lame. Uh, the last few the seasons, last couple seasons especially, got, got kind of lame. And, and, it and was, I, think, I think the biggest, if you were to pick one character that fully sums up the problem with Lost, it would have to be, uh, <laughs> see, it's been so long since I've seen it. <laughs> but what's her name with the gun who always walked around and did nothing? Are you talking about Layla or whatever her name was? Alana? What are you Ilana, yes, Ilana. Oh man, she did nothing. She was like it was pointless. <laughs> Here's what's great: Jacob visits can... <laughs> her. We see some flashbacks, and it's just Arnst in the middle of the beach, right? Here's what's great about Ilana: if you pull up YouTube videos, like people will do, like these video compilations. They call them like trailers slash teasers or like recaps of characters, right? And they'll show like all the greatest moments of those characters in the show, basically, in like some stupid music video with some like fun little song that makes you want to cry or whatever right right it's awesome yeah not really but <laughs> the one for alana cracks me up every time because it's like ten, all you ever see is her long. stand around and walk around like that's it <laughs> you don't see her do anything she points her gun she lowers it she walks here she walks there she talks to people and then she blows up like really like that's the it. fact that the fact that she blows up the same way arts did just shows like the lazy writing that went on there oh, it's yeah. like hey what what's something new that we can do? I don't know. Let's just throw dynamite. that whole thing back in. Oh. Like let's do the dynamite thing one more time. Really? No. Yeah. It's 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 over. Let's just put it that way. I'm trying to think of uh, what else is on our schedule to talk about. I don't know. But Lily's awake. That's that's what I know. Oh. So time the time is ticking now. Time is ticking. So everyone who came back after the lost discussion is like, what? That's it. That's it. Well, that was a <laughs> half hour discussion. So <gasps> I know it's scary. What? Yeah. What uh, else are we going to talk about? <clears throat> hmm. Well, what well, games have I, you been playing? I really haven't been playing any games. What? I watched my roommate play Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. That's right. So I got to relive that awesomeness. Cool. That's a great, great game. Oh man, I don't know if you've been following my tweets or not, Tim. A little bit, yeah. But I did post a picture of uh, all these video games I was selling at a rummage sale. Yeah, um, I heard about that. That right. made kids all over that place wet their pants upon saying these oh, things. I'm sure. And uh, basically. You're like, why are you selling your games, right? Like everything that I know is now turned upside down. Here's my explanation for this. <clears throat> there are certain games I will always want to re-experience at some point, even if it's just load up Wind Waker and just battle through the, the dungeon of 50 floors or whatever. Awesome. Right, right. Put, it, put it away. But there's other games, you know, it's like no more heroes. You know what? I don't really want to play that ever again. Mm -hmm. But I do like a lot of the cutscenes, and I would like to see those again. Aha, well, there is YouTube for that. Yeah, so that's true. So I can load up those cutscenes and watch them whenever I want. Like, when I was a kid, YouTube did not exist. Shock, right. by the way. And <laughs> Wait, what? I know, right? Time travel, watch How out. How old are you, Ray? <laughs> and it's a secret to everyone. <laughs> and, like, I... So basically, it's like I can sell certain games, even the ones that I... I, that I still want to remember but don't want to play, I can sell and be okay with. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and plus it's money for going to Haiti, so hey, there you that go. That is a good cause, therefore I approve. In other news, I do want to tell you a quick story. Yeah, do it. Here's an old story from when I was a lifeguard. Um, <laughs> my manager at the time was like, oh, 35, 40 years old. Mm -hmm. And one of my awesome coworkers was basically asking about the statutory rape age limit basically oh dear just amazing people i work with really just such real winners across the board you know 
And so the kid's like, like he's like, what is it? Is it sixteen? Is it eight? He's trying to figure it out. He's not quite sure. You know, I'm I'm questioning why he wants to know exactly. <laughs> right, right. You know, and and uh, and he turns to our our manager. He's like, hey, do you know what the age for statutory rape is? And he goes, she was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> perfect awkward humor right there that was so great that was pretty good that should be in a movie somewhere oh man don't you wish you still worked there you'd have so many more stories i would have so many stories it's ridiculous and there (laughs) there are so many more to be had i just maybe maybe every time we do a podcast i'll have to tell one one more i loved all of it i remember when you did work there i'd I'd love all the stories you told about the (laughs) oh the pool why anything else i guess not (laughs) No, I guess not. Yeah, still, uh, still no Miley. Have not found her. No Miley. Um, well, we're rooting for you, Ray. I tried throwing pokeballs at a girl, and it didn't work. She didn't get Darn caught. It. I was surprised myself, to be honest. Well, did you hit her like in the head or what? I mean, you got to knock her out if you want to take her. <laughs> you know. Oh, is this your dating advice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Hey, new album next month. Look forward to it. I am looking forward to it. Maybe we'll do a podcast around that time, and we should. Yeah, a little sample. Talk, to, uh, talk tease about you into the, it. Uh, yeah, you got to tease the fans, get them to buy the album. Also, uh, next week I will be recording an episode of the Lame Show with my brother uh, Eddie and Noah, and uh, so look forward to that. And also, I think Sixteen uh, Bit Gamer or something, some other podcast is going to have me on sometime to talk about To Be Start. Awesome, because uh, we just assume you won't be available, so it'll That's be me. probably true. So. <laughs> yeah. And actually, one more thing, Tim. Yeah. Can I talk Predators real quick? I, I, you know, I didn't even know the movie was out, but I saw the trailer recently, and I'm just like, oh, dear Lord. Adrian Brody <laughs> saying, kill them all. Adrian Brody is okay. No, he thank wasn't you. that bad. No, thank you. It was funny, though, because like, people would ask him. It, it was like the classic, like, what are you going to do? He's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, really? Like, ev- like, like, three sentences in a row was always like another question back to them. You're like, are we going to have a conversation in this movie or what? Now, here's here's my problem with Predators. First of all, the Predators weren't scary ever. They just were never scary. Like, they did a lot of standing and a lot of growling. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you guys have cloaking device and like a like a laser-guided missile launcher or something, you know, and you can replay people's voices. So what do they do? What's their tactic for killing these humans that they're hunting? Okay, I'm going to turn off my invisibility cloak. <laughs> I'm going to point my laser at their forehead and let it sit there for about 20 seconds. And then once they run, then I fire it. And it's like off aim anyways. Right? And you're like, I'm like, okay, I understand these guys are like hunting. So maybe they're just playing around with their prey. Okay? I'll, I'll go with you on that. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty towards the end, and like there's like a, a predator getting like, like basically beat on by this dude with a stick is essentially what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Like what does the predator do? Stand there and take it. I'm like, can't you pull out your blade and at least swing wildly or something? And the dude, like, who's winning this fight because the Predator has, like, <laughs> will do no harm to this guy because he was just, like, standing around getting beat on. Like, he actually hides behind a tree and takes a break to catch his breath. I'm like, why? You're winning. Why would you do this? It's crazy to me. Like, it's just nuts. But I would say, actually, the main problem I had with that movie is every single thing I saw had to be spoken by a character. So, in other words, if someone falls from the sky... And their parachute doesn't open, so they die when they hit the ground. My parachute's Some, not opening. No, no, he died. He hit the ground, he's dead, right? So the dude looks at him, he's like, looks like his chute didn't open. I'm like, really? 
because I just saw that with my eyes and I thought about it. And other times, like they fight, like they fight a whole bunch of predators. They go run off somewhere to recoup. Okay, so I just saw predators pull out all the stops, all their weapons. Of course, they couldn't kill them for some reason because predators are apparently so scary and so good at what they do that they can't hurt a single person in the meantime. <laughs> and like they go, they like regroup and they're like, oh my gosh, did you see those guys? Yeah, they had invisibility cloaking. They had a, a laser-guided <laughs> missile. <laughs> they were bigger. They were stronger. They were scary-looking. I'm like, yes! This is why we had that scene! Is this a radio show or something? We have <laughs> no, to describe John everything? Like, right, like, but they have to tell each other. Like, this is for the characters, not for us. I'm like, we are the characters. If I saw it, surely they saw it. Like, how dumb are our characters that need to talk about what they just saw in this movie? Come on. Wow. Goodness. They do that a lot. If you ever watch the old cartoon Super Friends, it's like the Justice League of America. Right. They're, they always describe what they're about to do. It's like Green Lantern's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to make a green hammer and smash this guy on the head. And then he does it. It's like, okay. Well, it's we like, just saw you do it. So you it's didn't like have the to vi- tell It's us. like the script writer and the visual effects people never got together to be oh, like, yeah. wait, which are we showing? Which are we saying? Because that's kind of important. Oh, it was crazy. And, and the... the oh. The thing with the Predator, a lot of friends who have seen the old Predator seem to really love this movie. It's like, oh, it's just like the old movie. I'm like, yes, which was in 1987. <laughs> you know? So the Predator should not look like they're from 1987 anymore. They should right. at least move around and like be scary in what they do, not <laughs> casually walk towards things and miss their shots. Like It just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Not, not recommended. Well, hopefully the... Uh... I guess what's what's coming out soon? Salt is coming out next week. That looks halfway decent. Uh, not 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 doing it for me. You'd watch Predators, but not Salt. I did not want to watch Predators. Okay, I had no, good. Like here's good. the thing: I had no interest in Predators. But, okay, you know, good. John's like, hey, want to go see? I'm like, yeah, sure. What the heck? Now that doesn't mean I went into it with bad attitude. I, I have no expectations when I watch films. I'm trying to think of the last movie that I saw. I think Splice. I had no expectations about, and I actually really liked that one. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else there was. Grown ups. Seen... Oh dear lord. <laughs> I saw that. Okay. So you saw that recently, right? I did not watch that. You told me, you're like, Ray, promise me you will not watch that film. I'm like, no, 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 not, not seeing it. <sighs> Good. But see, okay. okay. You need to explain to people about your movie watching skills. Cause you saw this movie about a year ago. Yes. Okay. I saw, I think, well, I think over a year ago at this point. You did some time traveling. I did some time traveling. No, I, I saw it as a kind of a preview film. You know, sometimes you review the films and they, they let you see them early or whatever. So, you know, my friend said, hey, I got an invite to this movie. You want to go? And it's got all these, you know, famous comedian actors in it. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I mean, I don't always love their type of movies, but, you know, if it's got all of them in it, it's got to be funny, right? It's 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 literally the worst movie I've ever seen. And the thing is, <laughs> if I had paid money to see this, which I never would, but if I had, I could have walked out because it's like I've paid the money. I can now leave. But because it was one of these preview things, you get to see the movie for free, and in exchange, you're supposed to write up a little thing afterwards. I'm like, mm-hmm. dear Lord, it's only been a half an hour, and I, I have to sit through another hour and a half of this, and then i got to write a, a horrible review for it. It's, it, it, was, it was painful. It was very painful to sit through. And the thing is, the entire movie, it's like they, they picked a stereotype for each of these characters. Like, oh, Rob Schneider, he's going to date this 70-year-old hippie lady. That's her thing. Right. Oh, uh, Kevin, what's his, the fat guy, Mall Cop, his wife is going to be hot, but she's going to be breastfeeding her five-year-old. That's going to be funny. <laughs> right. and, then, so, and that's a joke that's going to last the whole movie. I mean, that's, that's, that's just comedy yeah. material that just keeps over on giving. First, you see the kid sucking the nipple, and you're thinking, oh, that's so <laughs> funny. And then later, you see the milk flying everywhere, and you think, oh, that's funny. They all have their little stereotypes, <laughs> and then the whole movie is the five of them sitting, sitting around, 
a campfire or sitting around a living room or sitting around <laughs> something and just ripping on each other. And it's like there's no script. They, they just there's like this is your joke, okay? So if you guys, if you want to rip on Rob, you know, make fun of the old lady, okay? Okay, this is your this is your joke. Make fun of this, and they all have a little thing that they rip on each other, and that's the whole movie. Just sitting around making fun of each other. Nothing happens in the movie. Yeah, there's a scene where he like he's on a rope and he like hits his crotch. Oh, that's funny. Sure, you know? of course. Crotch jokes never <laughs> get old, of course. But literally ninety percent of the jokes are five five things because each guy has like one stereotype and yeah. and they just go over and over again it was awful and i mean it's got a 10 percent tomato rating on, on right. tomatoes which is very generous okay <laughs> and yet it's made tons of money right oh uh, does nobody here's, care here's what signaled to me it would not be a good movie this is like there's certain things in trailers i can pick up i'm like no not gonna do it for me ever which is when like it got like the gigantic black lady and someone mentions a, like a swing, right? Like a rope oh, swing yeah, or something. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, ooh, a rope swing. And she like starts walking up the stairs and she pushes the kid over, you know. <laughs> but the kid isn't really close enough to be pushed over. So she kind of like reach out of her way to push him over. And he uh. falls. But like the sound of him falling happens before he's even really hit the ground, you know. So it's like all the comedic timing is off. All the comedic material is forced in. You're like, what is the heck is this? Yeah, okay, there's a, there's a movie that came out about a bunch of animals, and it was with, what's his name, Brendan Fraser. I had seen a trailer a while back, and I was like, wow, that looks like the worst movie ever. <laughs> and then the trailer came on again recently uh, at the Cheap Theater, because it's already been out, but it's not out of the Cheap Theater yet. And the kids are just dying watching this trailer. And I was, I'm like, I guess I get it now. Like, kids just like dumb things where people hurt themselves and this and that like it's it's like a cartoon okay this so it's is like, why we need more toy story 3 so so the, I, I kind of i kind of get like sure okay, that is for that it's audience. like speed, it's like when we saw speed racer together yeah oh yeah there's stuff in there that's for certain age groups and that's i mean that's what it is but that does not explain grown-ups oh wow because you're telling me because grown-ups is not for kids okay right it's for grown-ups right people so you're telling me actually, it's for people who are grown up but they haven't actually grown up inside so th- you're telling me there's people that are that dumb as to enjoy a movie like that? Apparently. You know the, what, Tim? I would love... Grossed, okay, it's up to $122 <laughs> million. <laughs> what could you do with $122 million, Ray? Make a sequel called Groner Ups? Um, oh, dear. You know they will, probably. <laughs> That'd right? be a total groaner of a movie. Oh. oh. I would love to go see a movie with you, Tim. I really would. Every trailer we sit through, you'd be like, that looks like the worst movie I'll ever see. (laughs) You're just, you're like, have no positive energy when you're at a film, apparently. Like, even Toy Story 3, it's like, this finale, it's too good of a movie now. I don't like it. (laughs) How could you make it that good? (laughs) No, that's not true. It just, you gotta admit, most trailers you see indicate crappy movie. If you see eight trailers before a film, because that's how many they show these days, you know, out of eight films, maybe one, maybe two are okay. Sure. I would agree most, with that. Most stuff is crap. Sorcerer's But Apprentice, even, even those trailers, though, people say, that looks like a good movie. And I say, that looks like the movie has a lot of potential. Because yeah, generally you, the trailers are cut in a way that actually makes the movie look good, you know? Right. Like, like I can kind of see their little trickery that happens. You have to be able to see through it, yeah. Yes. Well, I right. hate the trailers where you see... Okay, so I saw the trailer to, to Clash of the Titans recently, <laughs> too, which I've already seen. Sure. But again, cheap theater, they haven't shown it yet. And I said, Sarah... That is literally the whole movie. You just saw the entire movie. 
They show every major scene. They showed, I swear, they showed the entirety of the Kraken's uh, screen appearance in the trailer. I'm like, Sarah, that's exactly the length of time he appears in the movie. Five and a half seconds. Yes. Here's right? the problem. Here's the problem with trailers. Like, if you watch old trailers especially, old trailers will show off the entire movie. The reason why is because, well, when you see this movie, you'll you'll only remember certain things. Because from, you don't you won't piece them together. Until right. You're because it's like, it. listen, I'll, I'm only ever going to see this trailer once before I go see the movie a couple months later or something. You know, right. so all I have is my memory. But now in the age of the Internet, we have people going through frame by frame. Like oh, we literally yeah. have IGN doing videos where they go through frame by frame and talk about everything that's in it. Right. You know, like John Watts does all that stuff. He's like looking at every single moment that Predator's trailer has to offer. So when he goes to see the movie, he's like, well, I already knew that from the trailer, so that's not as cool anymore. And he actually like <laughs> downgrades a movie because he's like, I already saw that in the trailer, so it's not funny. And I'm like, that doesn't count. Like you have to take whatever you saw in the trailer and disregard it. Right. You have to just watch the movie straight and judge it for what it is. That's true. Yeah. No expectations, my friends. That is the key to your happiness. But... I saw the Inception trailer six months ago, and I said, that's going to be a good movie. So Something tells me you're going to hate it. Something just tells me you're no, just not going to like that stop movie. It. You do these stop things it. to me. No, I don't. Yeah. Like when you saw Step Up 2, and you didn't like it. I'm like, what the heck, Tim? Because it was not nearly as, as emotional as the first one. I mean... And it wasn't in the, 3D yet. It wasn't in 3D. That it was, was the missing element. <laughs> Step Up 2, D. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, one I more think, question for yeah, you. One okay. more question. Do you... You were saying earlier you think 3D is a fad that's going to go away. I'm saying it's stupid and it's not worth <laughs> it. Whether it goes away or not is not up to me. It's up to idiots around the country. <laughs> I think it's going to catch on. It's already if, caught on. If they do it right, it'll keep thriving just fine. But if we keep having Clash of the Titans and Airbender, the last Airbender, at last Shyamalan movie or whatever... In those kind of 3D qualities, people are going to get really pissed off at 3D for not being what it should be and thinking that's what 3D is, and then it'll go away. Yeah, I just think there's a large camp that, that thinks that, you know, the premium you pay for a 3D movie just really, really does not enhance your viewing experience, you know? I saw Avatar in 3D. I would have preferred to see it in 2D. You're crazy. It, it's, it's, Tim, uh, you're crazy for saying something like that. You really How are. is that crazy? You're crazy. That was like... <clears throat> that was 3D done right. It really was. Yeah, but it doesn't do anything for me. Seeing something pop out of the screen, I, I, I can see what's happening, whether it's popping out or not. <laughs> I don't need to see in color. I can have grayscale and know what's happening in the well, film. That's, that's such a different... That's such a different... <laughs> so you're saying 3D is the natural path of, of film and, and everything, right? And, and games and everything. I think if you continue to do it right, it will be the natural next step in evolution uh, because yeah. you can do things with three dimensions that you can't do in two dimensions that will enhance the film and make it worth watching more than 2d we're, we're not there we're not there yet we're not there yet and that's my point we're, we're getting there but it's going to take a while because all this crap with like your 3d glasses for the tv glasses, screen is not going to fly yeah that depth, stuff's not working out it's and not there is, Movie theaters need to be in HD now, by the way. I don't know if it's just me. Oh, my gosh. I saw Toy Story 3 at the AMC theater. It's got an IMAX screen, but, again, I didn't want to see the movie in 3D because I didn't want to pay for it. Right. So they would shove us in probably the last theater that they'd never upgraded, and it wasn't even digital, okay? Yeah. So Toy Story 3, I'll tell you this, with the lines going through it like I'm in the 80s again, that kind of did suck. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yes, yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think, like, Toy Story 3 is a good example of doing 3D 
in a way I can't explain. I can explain it, but I can't give you a summary. Essentially, most who see Toy Story in 3D all come back and they say it did not need to be in 3D. And right. I say, I agree. But when you watch this film later on, on your Blu-ray and it's in 2D, you'll be thankful they didn't do 3D tricks. Because so many movies suffer from the 3D trick thing. Oh, like, yeah. whoa, coming at you. It's like this whole scene is made for that purpose. And when you watch it, all you can think about is, oh, that scene was for 3D. Of and course. now I'm missing out. And I think Toy Story 3 did it right. We're like, you know what? We're just going to do the movie as it needs to be done and have it stand the test of time. We don't Glass want any 3D. <laughs> Glass is on. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Frazzles the squirrel. Strikes again. <laughs> I love that uh, guy. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> we were just talking about Frazzles last night. This is really oh, creepy. Really? Bro- yeah, <laughs> it creeps me out right now. Um, watch, like, 3D should not be about should not be about things popping out at you. It should be about you being immersed into its 3D world. It should be right. about you having a window into 3D space. And that, it only serves to make you feel like you're a part of the movie even more. And I have yet to experience that. Ah, Tim. Your daughter is going to have such a hard-nosed dad. She's going to want joy from you, and all you're going to be is just, like, so rock-hard lame. We don't watch 3D in this house. <laughs> Back in my day. In my day, we had one dimension. <laughs> wow. You went there. That was the best you could do. I'm, I'm uh, I guess. Happy. I don't know. Well, well done, Tim. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Well, I always tend to want to go out on the worst joke in the world. That's so, good. Uh, that's good. Well, let's end on a low, low note like that. <laughs> Not that I could do any better. <laughs> Tim, All it's right. been a pleasure. It's been fun. It's been real. My daughter is screaming, so I'm going to go get her. <laughs> okay. All right. Until next time, everyone. Take care. He's Tim. And he is Ray. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.